thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here at His Hard Line. You are listening to 1% or less with him. Happy Sunday. It is March 20th, 2022, and we are going to be reading out of the book of John, chapter 19. After today, we got two more books, and not that I'm trying to be eager to get done with it, but I got something else in mind that I'm really excited to kind of get started on, kind of switch things up, maybe a little bit, not too much. We're still going to be reading into the Bible, but I have a certain thing that I kind of want to do. Basically, what it is, is... Instead of going from cover to cover in different books, what I do typically daily, you know, when I pray, um, sometimes there's, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do like a Bible roulette, right? If I'm praying and I'm just not quite sure exactly what I want to read today. And I just kind of flip through the pages and just kind of stop wherever by chance. And then I just kind of read, right? Whatever's there. And I kind of did that today. And it was what I read today was just very profound. And I think I'm going to. I, I'll be honest with you, I almost skipped a, a John reading and kind of did what I wanted to do today, but I want to stay firm and on point here with at least completing this book of John like we did in Proverbs. But when we, after we get done with John, what I plan on doing is um, I'm going to be going through and reading because I have a lot of different things I've been wanting to read and not all of it. Um, how should I say? A lot of different things I want to read aren't all in just one book. I want to skip around. And a lot of what I have read pertains a very much to what we are seeing today. And a lot of what I've been reading, especially in Isaiah, um, especially in Isaiah, we're seeing a lot of parallels with what we see today versus what is written in the book of Isaiah, um, for example. And so anyway, but that's kind of what I want to start doing. I'm going to do something and we're going to switch it up. We're going to try to make it a little bit more interesting. I mean, the Bible obviously should be already interesting enough because it's so mysterious in nature and it's, you know, living, breathing text that, you know, every time you read it, you find something new, you find a new gem, you find a new, you know, um, just a new nugget of knowledge. And it's just, it's a very beautiful thing, but um, we're going to get through the John. So we're going to start off with, again, this is chapter 19. Excuse me. Wow. And it reads, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged, and the soldiers wove a crown out of thorns and placed it on his head and clothed him in purple cloak. And they came to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him repeatedly. Once more Pilate went out and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak, and he said to them, Behold, the man, excuse me, I'm sorry, behold, I just lost my spot here. The man, when the chief priest and the guards saw that they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him, Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and according to that law, He ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, 
statement, he became even more afraid and went back into the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? Jesus did not answer him. So Pilate said to him, do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you and I have the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no power over me if I had not been given you, given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Consequently, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release him, you are not a friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. <clears throat> when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench in the place called, called Stone Pavement, in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was preparation day for Passover, and it was about noon, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Take him away, take him away. Crucify him, Pilate said to them. Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and carried, carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others one on either side with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also said in an inscription written in, and put on the cross, it read, Jesus, the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this inscription because of place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write this. Do not write the King of the Jews, but that he said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written... I have written. <laughs> wow. Sorry, it's just, yeah, very powerful. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tunic, but the tunic was seamless, woven in one place from top down. So they said to one another, let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it will be, in order that the passage of Scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in, soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. And when Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now, since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day was the week of the solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken so that they may be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth, so that you also may come to believe. For this happens, so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, They will look upon him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, 
sec- secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus. And Pilate permitted it. So he came and took his body. Nicodemus, the one who had come to the night to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with burial clothes along with the spices according to the Jewish burial custom. And now in place where he had been crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation day for the tomb was close by. And that concludes the reading of chapter 19. And so as we finish up tomorrow and the next day, we got chapter 20 and chapter 21. We're going to kind of go back Old Testament here, probably Isaiah, because there's a few things that I have highlighted and have notated that I really want to read. And I have some things I want to expound further on, but we're going to keep this a little short today. We're going to close this out with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day, and we thank you for our good health. And we ask for repentance, and not just individually, but as a nation, for all the atrocities that mankind and society has committed, all the abortions, the neglection of our senior citizens in retirement homes, and you know not visiting them, and for our veterans who are homeless. They're not, nobody pays any attention to them for our homeless in general. We ignore these people in society, not intentionally, but it just happens. And for that, we are ashamed and we should very much be well aware of what we do and what we don't do. We pray that we can change our ways and we can get back into these pockets of society and make sure they are let, you know, let them know that they are not forgotten, just as we would not want to be forgotten. Just because we work, just because we still have youth on our side does not mean that they should be forgotten. So help us, guide us to the right way. Be our shining light, be our guiding beacon, and we'll follow. We will follow. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is it. And uh, I'm going to come back here in a couple minutes for a His Hardline Quick Look. Thank you and God bless. say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.